Today's episode is presented by Advanced Recruiting Intelligence, ARI. Visit ARIRecruiting.com to see how college coaches are using this new technology to be smarter recruiters. And now, it's time for the show. That's right, it's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, the last man in America who still gets the newspaper delivered to his house, Dan Tudor. Hey coach, welcome aboard. It is the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. This is Dan. Yes, I am driving in a car. That seems to be the only time I get to talk to you in the podcast. Uh, and, and by the way, if you are a regular listener of the podcast, uh, there's been a gap between the last episode and this one, and I apologize for that. I kept uh, thinking I was going to have time to get one out, and uh, things kept coming up. And that, that actually is going to part of what today's topic is, uh, is about, which is breaking tides. And the whole idea behind this is, because it's a question we get a lot in workshops that we do, the clients that we work with is, hey, it's between us, school B and school C. They like a little something about each of us. How do we make the, how, how do we stand out? How do we get them to commit to us? And that is a, a very regular question. And it's a smart question. And it actually has something to do with why I haven't published a podcast now uh, in a couple of weeks. And again, apologies for that between, uh, between episodes. But what's been happening personally is that my dear sweet mother, who I love, who is 80 years old, is declining in health. And many of you have had parents that have done the same thing. And uh, many, of you, many of you have lost your parents. And that's where this is going. Uh, so what we've been doing, my sister and I, is looking for assisted living arrangements and she's here in California my sister and my mom uh, the decision was made to that mom was going to come and live near us in North Carolina and so part of my task then over these last two weeks especially has been we need to choose a place nearby near our house where she can live in an assisted living home and get care that she needs and be comfortable and we can come visit and so that was a whole process that was completely unique to me and again this is where i think there is a tie-in with what i've been going through personally and what you go through maybe you know on a lesser a lesser life scale than than i have been but but it's still on the scale that you you have uh, prospects that are making this decision as well. They're trying to pick a school. I've been trying to pick a place. So if you tuned into this podcast thinking, wow, this is great, breaking a tie, there's going to be a list of things that's going to work for everybody, it's not going to be that. This is going to be a totally different way of answering this question. I'm going to take you through my situation and what I've been noticing about myself and my decision making. And I'm going to relate it back to recruiting. And coach, what I want you to do is figure out where in that mix, where in that formula, as I take you through how I've been deciding, I bet it's going to match up with the way you have made difficult decisions or important decisions in your life, and then apply that to recruiting. Because rather than give you a list of things to try that might work for you in your situation, I want to give you the formula for how I think humans in our society 
make decisions, and then apply those things to the way that you can help your prospect make a decision. Uh, So let's walk through this. Um, I was tasked all of a sudden with choosing a place for mom to live. Now, obviously, that's an extremely personal decision. That is something that you take very seriously, at least I do, and it was important. Um, So I took it with a lot of importance, and yet there was this nervousness about it because I've never walked through assisted living facilities and known how to judge which ones are good, which ones are bad. I mean, we all have, I think, instincts that would guide us to say, ugh, this is something about this place I don't like this isn't the one, but when they're all close, they're all very good assisted living facilities, it becomes a little bit harder. I'm going to correlate that directly to the way your prospects enter their decision-making process. It's fun to get recruited. They're hearing from a lot of different schools, a lot of different coaches. Possibilities are endless, and at the, at the beginning, there's, a, there's an energy level to it. There is a, an awareness, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get recruited. I'm going to go play for somebody. I, this dream is coming true. I'm going to play college athletics. And you're on the other receiving end of that. They are coming to you looking for help with that. And so I found myself in very much the same place where um, there, we had narrowed it down to three facilities. And based on, for me, distance from our home, for other people, it might be, you know, what kind of acute care do they give, uh, what kind of community they have. You know, everybody has their decision-making points, just like your prospects have decision-making points. Uh, is it close to home or is it too close to home and I want to get far away from home? Um, do they have my major? Uh, what does it feel like on the campus? All those things are ways that they've made decisions. So the first thing for me was, I'm going into this decision blind. I am hyper aware of everything. And that's what I, the first thing that I found was that every little thing that happened on that visit, every little thing that was told to me, I found myself listening to the tone of voice. Am I being sold something? Does this person really believe what they're talking about? I was hyper aware of everything. And folks, coaches, I believe that your kids. I don't believe it. I know it. Your kids are hyper aware of everything that goes on in the recruiting process. And even before they get to campus, how regularly are you communicating with me? Um, you're sending me letters versus emails. You're just doing stuff on social media. Is it just phone calls? I notice all of that if I'm a prospect. So they are hyper aware. And that's the first thing that I want you to understand. If you're going to break a tie, it's important to do it with the things that they're hyper aware about. That's number one. Number two, when it came to actually facility, uh, going through facilities and walking around, um, I found myself very much in the mindset of an athlete because it was interesting at one level to see all these different places and possibilities for my mom to come live. So that was the interesting what if uh, part that I think your athletes go through. But there was also a nervousness, and a, I found myself being a little bit anxious, like, I can't screw this up. I have to make a good decision. And so that very much became my attitude. It was a mix of excitement and anxiety. And coaches, that is exactly what your prospects have when they're communicating with you, and especially when they get onto campus. Uh, they, are, they have this mix of excitement and anxiety. And yes, a little bit of fear. We've talked about fear in the athletic recruiting workshops that we do on campuses. Maybe you've sat through one of those. And fear is a big part of how they make decisions. 
Um, I found myself sort of speaking of something else we talk about and go over in the workshops that we teach athletic departments. I found myself making fear-based decisions. So the first facility that we visited, um, and, and the, the first place that we visited, I'll make a little point about that word I just used here in a second because it brought something else to mind. But the first place that I visited was that uh, it was the farthest away from, from our house, which was, in my mind, a negative. We live in the Raleigh-Durham, Chapel Hill area of North Carolina, and traffic some, can sometimes be bad certain parts of the day, and I was thinking, ugh, gonna get to, you know, it's going to be a longer drive, might take a, be a longer commute, just like your kids do when they're figuring out distance. Either they're okay with that or they're not. Uh, and as I walked in, I found that as the, the tour started happening, this was my favorite place. This was, this, was, this was really nice. This was a great place. The representative was good. I connected with her. She was very good at her job. Started things out with questions, sat down, and we just talked for a little bit, which, as a side note, coaches, admissions personnel, before you go showing a campus, just take 15, 20 minutes to talk with the family and get an understanding of what they want because that was really, really important. And the so I felt a comfort level. And as I was going through, I was noticing the little things. They left cookies and snacks out throughout the day. They The residents looked happy. I was looking at everything. And that, I think, is what happens, too. When I'm trying to break a tie as a prospect, I'm looking at all the little things. If I don't know how to make a decision, I'm going to make it based on the little things. That's going to break my tie. So we go through everything. I bump into uh, um, I, with uh, other residents. And you know, we talk about time with your team and the percentage of time that we've talked about in past podcasts and in the training we do and on our blog at dantutor.com. We talk about the percentage of time that the kids really just want to hang out and be with other athletes their age, the younger athletes as a way of making the decision. Well, I found one of the most valuable interactions was we got to spend a little time with residents that we just popped into, uh, popped in and, and saw. And uh, I was really listening for their opinion. Their opinion counted way more than the sales representative's opinion because I knew they were telling me the truth. When you give your, your kids time with your team that are the freshmen, maybe a couple of sophomores, and allow them time to just be with them, that is a huge impact. That, that can be the difference maker and the tiebreaker. The thing that happened uh, next with, with one of them was the next one I went to was a little smaller, which wasn't bad. wasn't thrilled about the location, uh, and the representative wasn't as good. And I caught myself thinking, "Wow, I am! I can't believe that this is making a difference to me." But it does. I really found myself judging the facility based on the interaction with the um, with the um, with, with the people I was around, and and. They're doing the same thing with you as a prospect. They're judging that. Um, the wording they used mattered. Um, one place used the word patience to describe the people that were living in, in their, their building. And the other places were using the word residence. Well, that I noticed that. And I didn't want my mom to be a patient. I wanted her to be a resident. Uh, with the, with one of the, uh, the first places that I visited, 
uh, I have actually, I'm sorry, it was the last place that I visited. I used the word, well, you have a really nice facility here, and what does the facility do? And she stopped me and said, you know, I have to say, we really don't want you to use the word facility. We want, it, we want you uh, to use the word senior community. That's what we refer to ourselves as, as a senior community. Oh, wow, that does sound a lot better. Now, the first word that came to my mind was facility, just for a generic term, because I didn't know any better. She needed to teach me how to think about their place, the words to use, what to say. Coaches, you have to be telling your prospects, as they're making decisions, how to think about your school, how to use the terminology that you want them to use to describe your program, your campus, anything about what you've been talking to them about, you're going to have to add definition. This is one of the big things that we find coaches really sort of don't even think about. I think the coaches a lot of times believe that their job is to relay information and to describe things or to show things. And certainly that's the beginning of it. But everybody that is in this situation that I was in, that your prospects are in, are looking for help figuring out and defining what they don't know. And coach, they don't know about you and your program. You have to tell them what to think about it. You have to do that. We'll be back to the show in just a minute, coach, but we want to help you solve a problem first. Most college coaches never get trained how to recruit. It's a fact. You put in the hard work to become a college coach, but nobody ever trained you to become a college recruiter. And because these athletes communicate and make decisions like no other generation before them, only the smartest recruiters will be successful. Enroll in Tutor University. It's the online teaching tool that is providing coaches advanced skills in communication, marketing, and recruiting strategy. And it's all based on the trusted research and training techniques perfected by Tutor Collegiate Strategies. And here's more good news. It's only $20 a month, and you can cancel at any time. Visit dantutor.com and click on the Tutor University tab to get more information and start learning how to be a dominant college athletic recruiter. And now, back to the show. So, we're walking through, we're noticing things uh, as prospects. Just the same way, I am walking through these different senior communities and I am looking and there's something that I like about each one. This sort of brings us back full circle to the whole idea of breaking a tie. There was something I could say good about each one of them from a location to the size, maybe some of the amenities that they offer. There was, I, I, there was something about each one of them. And I found myself in a tie situation. I was paralyzed. One of the final points I wanna make in relaying this information to you and and talking to you about this is that right now, as you're listening to this, your prospect is they've heard you describe your program, your school, the opportunity there, and your competition describe their school, their program, their opportunity there. What's happened is that they now are trying to make a decision. They don't know how to make a decision. There's something they like about each one, and that that then becomes the, the point where they become paralyzed. They can't move forward. They can't make a decision. Do you know what one of the big things was that made the decision for us? Who would be number one as a senior community that my mom would, would um, 
would be happiest in, at least the best that we can guess, is immediately after we visited one of the facilities, it was actually the first facility that I mentioned. Sorry, see, I'm doing it again. Senior community. After we visited the first senior community, that individual, Carrie, that was guiding me through um, the, the, the tour and answering questions and everything, followed up with a very nice note, which was good. I mean, but that's, you know, common courtesy. The next day, I get a, a text from her saying, hey, um, hope you, you know, enjoyed everything. I wanted to drop off a gift at your house. And of course, we gave her uh, our home address when when uh, we started looking at the, uh, at the senior community that she represented. I wanted to drop off a gift. So on your front porch is a gift. Now, understand this is the facility, sorry, the senior community that was farthest away. And it took her probably 30 minutes. She drove a little gift bag 30 minutes out to us without a guarantee that we were coming there as a thank you. And you know what? That, that really made it hard. It gave, it, it made us, uh, it sort of was made us biased towards her community. The fact that she took the time to do that. And she also then said, Hey, can I also get your mom's address? I would love to send her a little gift as well, just as she's considering everything. And so she did that. And you know what? She asked for that, uh, that information. We gave it to her and, you know, a day or two later, uh, there was a gift that arrived and the, the, the gifts themselves weren't anything outrageously special. It was the act of doing it. Here's the big point that I want to make to you that for some of you, as, as these kids are paralyzed, their parents don't know which choice to make. There's something good about everywhere. Who do we pick? Do you know what all the time I hear athletes tell me about as to how they broke the tie, how they made the decision? It was a perception about something that one of the other individual coaches, not a school, not a program, but the individual coach did to stand out from the rest. And you know what? That's the way that we make a decision when we're looking at something as important and as, as personal as where to transition your mother to when it comes to an assisted living community. And that's what I want to teach you, Coach, is that all these big things that you're worried about, all the big things that you're trying to figure out and define or get at your school or, oh, if we just had a turf field, that would bring people in or once we renovate the locker room, that's going to be the key. And you know what? I mean, like I've said before, I hope you get those things. I want you to be coaching in a place where you want to be and that you feel good about yourself. But this all comes down, when it comes to breaking ties, it all comes down to the little personal things you do, to the way you define yourself differently than the other places that uh, that they're looking at, how you uh, define the reasons for wanting to go to your school, what they should think about your campus and your program. All those are the things that that really are what we see making these decisions. Because when we do focus group surveys with student athletes who decide, hey, and say, hey, here's where I'm going. What they talk to us about is not the places 
and the facilities and the structures, they talked to us about little events that told them, this is why I should go here. This is the right place for me. This is when I knew that this was the perfect fit. Is it the perfect fit? Well, it seems to be at the time, and so that's how we make the decision. And we're doing it based on little things, little interactions. So what are those little interactions, Coach? This is where it comes full circle. We can't give you a list. I can't say, here's the top seven things to do to set yourself apart and have everybody do the same things because it just doesn't work like that. You have to figure out based on your personality and and the different interaction points that you have with your prospects, how do you set yourself apart? How do you do something small, um, basic, but extremely human in the process? Because when I use the word process very intentionally, Making the decision at a lot of colleges, the colleges turn it into a process. Your admissions department turns it into a process. There are steps, there are applications, there's acceptance, there's stuff to sign, there's deposits to make, and colleges get very wrapped up in the process. And on the other end, Coach, is a family. Right now, as you're listening to this, right now, your prospects are trying to figure out, where do I belong? Who, wh- which place feels right? And you're not going to get a feeling or a sense of belonging from a better process. You're going to get it from being a better person. That's what I wanted to get through to you. That's how you break the tie. That's how, if we're working with a client, we're going to break the tie using some little thing that we either define for them, uh, that we tell them how to think about something, some little act, some little just taking time to do something that other coaches aren't doing. That's the key to breaking a tie. Coach, I hope that helps. Uh, and I appreciate your patience in getting this out to you. Had a totally different set of, of lessons planned uh, for, for this topic of breaking ties. But because it was delayed and we were going through uh, this very personal side of making a decision and, and breaking a tie, uh, I actually think it's much better what, what I ended up giving you today that I have compared to what I would have given you uh, prior. So thanks for your patience. I think it paid off and appreciate all the personal contact that you have with myself and our staff. If you have questions, you can email me, dan at dantutor.com. And of course, we do the workshops that I mentioned. We can work with you as a client. We have a lot of different ways to interact. You can go to the website and just download all the free research articles and stuff that we've accumulated for you over the last 15 years. There's a lot of resources. We want you to be the best at this job. If you're listening to this podcast, you're already making the decision to get good at this important, critical part of your job as a coach, which is recruiting. We want to support you in that however we can. So, Coach, thanks. Good luck out there. Find a way immediately to set yourself apart using one of the principles that we've talked about and now just put some personal application to it the way that would fit your personality and showcase your program the best. Thanks for listening. Keep it up. Tell everybody about the podcast. Share it. Like it. And we'll talk to you later, Coach. Thanks. The College Recruiting Weekly Podcast is a production of Tudor Collegiate Strategies, copyright 2016 through 2020. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or stream us on Stitcher, and make sure to tell the coaches in your department about the show. Email the host at dan at dantutor.com and visit the website to access more of the free resources we give to the college coaching community. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast.